You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Play Tessie, the official Red Sox podcast of WEI and Odyssey. It's Gordo here, and today, myself, Sammy, Pat, as well as Rob Bradford are joined by Red Sox reliever John Schreiber. It's a really cool interview for you guys today. Uh, John has been spending a lot of time this offseason over at Driveline. If you don't know what Driveline is, it's it's a spot where major league major league players, particularly pitchers, go to sort of reshape their pitches, try to figure out little ways to gain velocity, just kind of gain any sort of extra edge uh, that you can get on the mound. Uh, and so he, John has spent some time there this offseason, and he uh, fills us in on his experience there. We get into a whole lot more there. We get into Turkish hair transplants. I mean, I can't grow facial hair, and John's got some interesting advice for me on how I can fix that. We've got a whole lot in this interview for you guys today. I don't want to hold you out any longer. I want to just get right, right into it. So, uh, yeah, here is our interview with Red Sox reliever John Schreiber. All right, there's nobody we'd rather have on right now than the guy that Joe Castiglione bizarrely calls Johnny Leverage. And that's the tip of the hat because I, because Joe is up for going into the Baseball Hall of Fame. So I'll give him that ridiculous nickname because he keeps latching onto it. But everyone knows him as 8 Mile. John Schreiber, uh, how are you? Good, how you doing? Good. So... The uh, of course the play Tessie guys are here. Just so everyone understands your your voice, Sammy, say hello. Hello, hello. And Pat, your traps have never looked better. Say hello. Hello. So it's like you got the, like the neck roll now. Like like your your traps are lacquer. You, when you do, let me ask you this: of this group who played football in high school, just you, Pat. Yep, John, you long snapper, freshman football. Uh, well, I guess I played freshman year, but I quit after okay. that. And Sammy, you didn't play? No, did not. All right. So in the in the pitchers, and maybe you do this, John. Like when you do the like the pitchers for whatever the program, you always do like the the trap pop, right? <laughs> right. You know what not I mean? me. <laughs> no. No, you don't do that. No, I just try and not look ugly. So, <laughs> well, you do a fine job. I mean, Pat, you definitely did it, right? You do like the, you know, the trap pop. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But see, you can do it though, because I, my days of doing that have come so far and gone. Because if you do that, it doesn't show anything but the five chins. It's <laughs> like, it's not good. Yeah, that's why I got this beard. <laughs> I do have a picture of you, John, like in when you when was that? At the end of uh 2022 when you shaved? Is that yeah, right? I had like a yeah. I don't know what was going on. I had like a mental breakdown, I think, <laughs> for that for that month. It was and I, <laughs> well, I mean obvious obviously like, everyone was telling me don't do that again. <laughs> Who, wait, who told you did? So all you had was the mustache, right? Yeah, just the just the mustache. My wife likes the beard, so she don't like when I shave. But oh. yeah, go. I'm you sorry, we lost you a second. Go ahead. I said, uh, 
uh, I've also been told I look Amish with my beard. So I'm at like a crossroads, whether, you know, go with the mustache or keep the beard growing and be Amish. There's nothing wrong with being Amish because they make, no, there's not, there's not. They make some of the best furniture around amongst other things. So, uh, yes. So, but I, I think that, I think that if you grow a beard, like right now you have an aggressive beard. This is like one of the most aggressive beards that you probably have had. Right. Correct. Yeah, just coming from exhaustion from uh, <laughs> being home and uh, raising the kid and, you know, enjoying some family time and all that. So it's funny. You have to go through. Yeah, man. I just, uh, I'm coming from exhaustion. You're raising the kid. Oh, but no, but some good family time. Some good family time. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's the best. It's the best. It's all worth it. It's, all it's the best time. It's so it's not, we aren't going to classify the beard as you've given up. It's more of just <laughs> like that you're enjoying your family time so much. Hello? Yeah, I got, I said so. Yeah. So it's not that you've given up, it's you're enjoying family time so much, right? Yeah. Yep. Just don't have as much free time as, as I used to now. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Well, these guys have some questions and some comments and everything else, but I'm gonna I'm gonna start it off. Uh, you went to Driveline. Yeah, correct. Okay, that's it. That's it. That's all I got for you. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you, you you posted a. First of all, here's what I want to know: Who else was there? Because I just had someone on the podcast say that. A lot of the Japanese pitchers go there like under the 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 darkness of night. Like they don't want anyone to know that. Was there any Japanese pitchers there? Um, not not that I know of. Uh, uh, it was kind of just I was kind of the only uh, pro guy there at the time. And I just missed a wave like a week before. I guess I forgot who was in. Um, but guys trickle in and out all the time over there. Um, so I plan going back over there in December for four or five days, um, just get some more work in and, uh, yeah. Okay. So there was no buddy with the last name that rhymes with the Shimamamoto. <laughs> no, no, no. All right. Just checking. <laughs> um, so you had, this is, we're getting right into the weeds, fellas. We're getting right into the pitching weeds. You posted, said you, the, the, one of the driveline instructors, here is John Schreiber learning the cutter or a cutter, right? So, yeah, yeah. so take us behind the scenes about the magical pitch, which you learned when going to driveline that is all of a sudden going to make what is already a really good pitcher into an, uh, an even better pitcher. Tell us about this magical pitch that you learned. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, just with the arsenal I had, if you look at like the analytical side of my pitches and movement shapes and all that, um, there's like this little gap in my uh, profiles, you know, that I could have a pitch be in there, um, you know, with my two seam, four seam and slider and change up. And, uh, you know, that cutter kind of fills the gap, um, you know, kind of builds that bridge uh, that I guess you could say, Um you know, I don't want to say it's a missing piece, but I, I think it's going to be um, a good pitch to have, um, you know, especially if I have good control and command and movement of it, um, you know, just something else I can go to if, you know, the slider's not working that day or 
um, you know, two seam or four seams not working. So I'm pretty excited about it. Um, it's got some pretty good movement profiles on it. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to see what I can do with it this year. What was a contraption that when you go to driveline, like, it's like great to say, Hey, you went to driveline and all automatic automatically that gives you street cred. Like it's, <laughs> I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you have like a t-shirt that I went to driveline, but what was the thing having been there? What was the thing that you, you do there that's like, oh, wow, this is kind of cool. Um, so I know, I know like organizations are starting to do this more often too. They put you up to the biometrics, um, you know, miles and stuff. But, you know, I went to driveline and they have that as well. Um, and they hook you up to all the sensors and stuff like that. Um, so it was cool seeing, um, you know, that part of it um, and just getting a breakdown of each body part, you know, going through my mechanics mechanics that I can improve um, going into next season. Um, so um, obviously I've never worked with weighted balls either. So I was, I was, uh, you know, interested to see how that's going to go this off season and it's been going really well. And, uh, you know, I've always been hesitant with using them just cause I'm a sidearm guy and, you know, don't really know how that would affect me. Um, whether, um, injury prevention or, um, you know, stress load on the arm with the arm angle. So, but so far it's been good. Um, I've been feeling really good this off season. Um, probably the best I've felt one of the better off seasons that I've felt, um, this off season. So I'm pretty excited. All right. Best shape of our life season already. <laughs> yeah. 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 Throw that in there too. <laughs> oh, man. Hold on. Hold on fellas. Yeah, yeah. Listen, <laughs> February Fort Myers. I got to check it off one for one <laughs> best shape of his life. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Let's go. All right. All right, guys, go ahead. Sammy, Sammy, you can go first. What do you got? Yeah. So John, believe it or not, I'm not a professional baseball player in case you couldn't tell. So I wanted to know, like when you go into driveline, you have a resume already as a major leaguer, do they already have an idea of what they're going to work with? Or do you kind of go in there, throw a bullpen and they go, okay, we see this, this, and that just, how's the process work? Uh, I think it's just a little bit of both. Um, obviously when you go there, they're obviously going to do their homework on you um, and know that, you know, they know what, which major leaguer is coming in. So they have videos um, on mechanics and stuff and just being up to the, um, you know, sensors, um, you know, they kind of break down and explain to you, you know, what, what area that I can improve on, um, going forward this off season with their, you know, weighted ball program or in the weight room, just to open more things up and, um, to produce more velocity or movement or whatever it is. So, um, but yeah. I think they do just a little bit of both of it. Awesome. And we spoke about you learning the cutter when you're in a game situation. Now you have this new weapon. Is there a little bit of, you know, are you anticipating nerves to break out the new pitch? Because it's not like you're doing it in triple a where you test stuff out, you'll be doing it at the major league level. So what's the nerve factor there? Um, you know, I'm not too nervous about it. Um, you know, every pitch feels different, obviously when you're throwing it and just from the release point, um, and just when we were trying to learn it, um, in the bullpen that I threw, uh, it only took me like two pitches to get it down. Um, and it felt really comfortable. Um, you know, I've been playing catch, you know, almost five, six days a week. Um, just throwing a few of them just to make sure I don't lose it. Um, but it's been feeling good. Um, so I'm pretty excited it's been 
working good in bullpens um or the one one bullpen that i've thrown one or two bullpens that i've thrown so uh um <clears throat> yeah i'm like i said i'm just excited about it see what i what i can do with it um this season so uh gordo has joined us another guy another one from the play tessie group and gordo just to uh, wrap, uh summarize what you missed that john schreiber is in the best shape of his life um <laughs> he uh he's been confused with an amish person at least uh once this offseason we're just gonna say that happened <laughs> I mean, yeah that's fine that's fine okay um yeah i don't know was there anything else that we missed we missed uh fellas never shaving again why not, never... why not buck the trend why not buck the trend and be like i haven't worked out at all i'm in terrible shape we'll see how oh. it goes yeah, yeah that'll play over well <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah boston media would love that <laughs> that's it yeah the, the, the new oh so that reminds me before pat and gordo before i get to you that reminds me because this stuff just comes in my head um did you have you gotten a call from you talk to uh your fellow relief pitcher your pitching brethren just happens to be your big boss now craig breslow and you talked <laughs> to him uh yeah he shot me a text um you know when he got hired like a week after he got hired um just to introduce himself and stuff like that um i'm sure we're all going to get on a phone call with him eventually. He's got a lot to deal with this off season and he's got to reach out to a lot of people. So, um, but yeah, he reached out and uh, shot a text out to me and yeah. I mean, yeah, I think that if you were hoping for anything and when you, they were going through that search, a lot of good candidates, but you said, please get the relief pitcher, please, please get the relief pitcher. Right. That's what you said. <laughs> They don't, yeah. nobody, under, nobody understands what we go through unless you're a relief pitcher. Yeah. He's been through the gauntlet, you know? Yeah. has been through the gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> that should have been in the press release. Like Breslow, dot, 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 who has been through the gauntlet, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, Pat, what do you got? All right. Mine's multifactorial. I got two, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that's a word, but go ahead. That's a big word. Um, so when you went to driveline, I'm kind of a motion analytics nerd, admittedly. Did you, so I know there's a couple different ones. There's like on base you there's driveline driveline's more pitcher centric. Did you use like the K vest at driveline? Um, or was it more no. like just the motion analysis tracker dots? Just the tracker dots, the tracker dots. Yep. So then my second question is, and based on you going to driveline, talking about pitch shape and those things so obviously there's going to be a new pitching coach this year what approach do you appreciate more in a sense the more like traditional fundamental of mechanics release point etc or do you appreciate someone who intakes the analytics and works all right maybe we mix in the repertoire this way for this guy or do you appreciate kind of the combination of the both bringing in both practices um <clears throat> i think in today's you know game you have to do a little bit of both but i I kind of appreciate more of like the mechanical side and like old school kind of um, teaching um, just like hands-on kind of stuff. And um, you know, that kind of resonates with me more. Um, I'm able to like memorize that stuff more than I am, you know, looking at data and analytics and stuff like that. So um, just more, of a, I'm more of like a feel um, kind of learner when it comes to pitching. So what was the thing last year that like went right and what went wrong for you? Um, 
you know, I think, I think my changeup uh, came along a little bit better this past season. Um, you know, slider probably could have been a little bit better as uh, command of it was a little bit worse than the year prior. Um, did the analytics, and, did, not, to, not to interrupt, but did, when they, when they started like showing you the numbers, cause that's what they do. They give you the piece of paper. Here's the vert. Here's the vert. Here's the vert. Here's the. Here's yeah. The... All the, all the movement shapes were, were fine. Uh, last season. Um, I think change up improved a little bit more. Um, but like I said, I think just the command of the slider kind of hurt me last year. Um, and then obviously um, being injured, being out for two months, um, I think that, you know, I was hoping to come back and start off where I left off before I got injured and that wasn't the case. And so that kind of gets frustrating on the mental side. And then you're just trying to come back and do more and get back to where you needed to be and help out the team. Um, but, you know, that's just part of the learning process. That was my first time being on the IL. So um, that was a learning experience for me, um, you know, going forward and, how I can approach that, you know, God forbid I get injured again, you know, in the future. But if I happen to, you know, I think I can do more things, you know, that can help me more coming back off the injury. So plus, plus you had a, a little kid. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not even like saying like, Hey, like I have to check off this box of like, I, once again, we have to mention it's your son, son, right? Son. You told me. Yeah. My, my son, uh, Charlie, Charlie. That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I am not contractually obligated to mention Charlie every five minutes, but this, this, <laughs> this is like, we, we are fellas. Like we all are all about the human beings. Right. So it's, it's, you're going through all this stuff and you got little Charlie and you have to, you have to really like circle the, the games in Detroit to say, Oh man, this is, this is the best. This is, this is the time where I parent. And then the other, t- other time I just have to parent from afar going through being a parent for the first time is hard enough, but doing it while right. you're dealing with everything you just said is hard. I'm building you up right now, by the way. So <laughs> I appreciate it. Yeah. So, but it was, but like, again, it was a crazy year. That was my, that's my point. Yeah, it, it was definitely a crazy year. Um, you know, he was born um, middle of January and then spring training, you know, it was three or four weeks starting up after that. So it was really hard um, leaving my wife and son, uh, you know, to go down to spring training. And then, um, you know, it's already hard enough to get them out to Boston whenever the season started. So, um, you know, she just stayed home, took care of Charlie. And, you know, she's a saint. <laughs> I mean, moms are the best. I don't know how they do it, but they're the best. <laughs> we'll clip that and you'll be like, let's, oh my, that'll go a long, long way. Excellent job. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's, listen, I mean, it's, it, it was, a, it was a long year. I get it. Congratulations for getting through it. Uh, Gordo, what do you got? Yeah. Uh, good to meet you, John, by the way. Um, yeah, I want to go too. back to the driveline thing. Cause it, that the driveline is so interesting to me. I'm curious and tell me to shut up if you guys already talked about this. Uh, but was this your first time going to driveline? And if so, how did it come together? Like, did the <clears> team <throat> approach you about it? Did you approach them about it? Or do you just kind of go on your own? Uh, yeah, this is my first time going to driveline. Um, you know, I kind of, I kind of approach this on my own. Um, I feel like, you know, in professional sports, it's like, you're always trying to find something, you know, what people are doing 
you know, that are making them better or finding an edge somehow. Um, so it's, it's just like something I thought could help me out going forward. Um, you know, just to better my, you know, my pitching and, uh, you know, I think going there already has been beneficial just because of the cutter I learned. Um, and just kind of the, you know, program throwing program they have going on for me with the weighted balls and stuff. Um, cause like I said, um, you know, my arm feels really good this off season and I'm, I'm just excited to see if I'll have any gains going into spring training and when the season starts. So, um, but yeah. That it, Gordo? Yeah. Um, driveline wise, that's it. Uh, I guess I, I could ask another one. Um, you, you may, so obviously there's no, there's yeah. no quote on no, that. Go ahead. No, I, I appreciate that, Rob. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, so like new front office, new hire, I'm curious, has there been any sort of different messaging since Breslow was hired or is it just kind of the introduction kind of waiting for, you know, the pitching program to be set in place? I know, I don't think the Andrew Bailey hire is actually official yet. So I, I bet you haven't heard anything there, but like, has the messaging from the team been any different since Breslow was hired or sort of just <clears throat> slow? Um, kind of just introduction so far. Um, you know, it's, it's still early in the off season right now. Um, but I know for one thing, it's like for players, you know, our goal is set on, you know, playoffs for next year and going to the world series. So, I mean, I, I think that's on everybody's mind, uh, from a player and staff, um, you know, that's the only thing we're thinking about right now. So, um, you know, obviously, you know, fans want to know what pieces are going to be added or subtracted and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, the only thing that's out of our mind and players and staff wise is, you know, we want to get to the World Series. So, can I? I'm going to ask you a favor. I'm going to ask you to look into the camera and say, "This is John Schreiber. I'm in the best shape of my life." <laughs> okay, I'll try and do that. I'll try and do that without laughing. All right, it's all right. I I believe in you. Go ahead. Hi, my name's John Schreiber, and I'm in the best shape of my life this off season. See, that's what Flip we're it. talking about. That was good. This Believable. Is, it helps, right? It helps people get excited for the season. Little things like that, right? Correct, guys? Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Rob, I, I have a question kind of like in that same realm. So, John, I don't know if you're aware of this, but Red Sox fans love when you do the Schreiber scream after you get yeah. out and never get a big <laughs> strikeout. To the best of your ability, can you just tell us what that feels like to be on a major league mound and let out a shout like that? <clears throat> uh... I don't even know how to describe it's like for me it's the best feeling in the world it's like you have this adrenaline rush and like you're not really trying to show up anybody and it just like just comes out and you're not really trying to do it just you're just so excited you have so much adrenaline and when you're out there on the mound you're you know you're pitching your ass off throwing max effort and you're trying to get these guys out who are also the best in the game and it's you know, it's, it's very hard. And so you have all that adrenaline and excitement and it's, you just let it all out, I guess, <laughs> when you're not trying to do that. Is, so. there, is there another, is there another, I was trying to think like, would there be another walk or facet of your life where you're like, you're like, yes. Like all I can think of is, oh, maybe you get together with your buddies on Thanksgiving for your, like the touch football game or something. Yeah. And you score, or maybe it's, Maybe it's you're playing one of those silly games in the bullpen, like flipping seeds or something, and you're like, <laughs> eat it, Kenley. 
<laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe in the delivery room with my wife, <laughs> I scream out, <laughs> and the nurses are like, "What's wrong?" And I'm like, "I'm just excited." <laughs> just the adrenaline, baby. Like, <laughs> I, even, I mean, I don't want to get to. <laughs> so, Charlie. Charlie comes into this world. Yes. Yeah, and I'm and I'm just screaming. He's screaming, I'm screaming, and it's just we're synced up. Full like, uniform. Yeah. Yeah. In the, full uniform. Full He's uniform. like, You're my dad. Full scrubs. And and, and and you're and you're taunting the doctor. Said that was all me. That was all yeah, me. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Pounding your doing, chest. Doing a fist pump. <laughs> Babies like in the I, like, He's just like I did anything in the delivery room besides <laughs> nap on a couch. <laughs> well well listen it's 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 uh, it's about picking your spot so excellent job uh, um uh yeah we've had it, it's that was the second best uh birthing talk that we've had after zach kelly going d- into the deep dive after his oh man he, he would... <laughs> uh jemai webster yeah like jemai webster like had a 15 minute like instructional like this asking him it was like what are you doing jemai like what are you doing like what are you oh, doing gosh. it's like the baby was born don't get into the details <laughs> yeah that's yeah yeah hey so congratulations are in order because uh so you said february charlie was born was that right uh J- january Jan- perfect okay so by the time charlie has his birthday you will be able to have a birthday it might be a combo party because a, a birthday party slash I'm making a million dollars in one year, my life party. <laughs> I find this fascinating. I, I'm the, I've said this. I remember when this is how long ago this was when the Godfather, Joe Kelly made a million dollars for the first time. I said, what's it like to make a million dollars? And listen, you're going to be modest or whatever. Don't be modest. This is you earn this right. And this is they offered you tendered your contract. This is what happens. You're arbitration eligible for the first time. Correct. Yes, this okay. is my first year of arbitration. Okay, your guys, your agents didn't tell me to say this, um, although they were very complimentary of you at the GM meeting. <laughs> um, but this is a this is a hallmark. This is going to be a hallmark moment. And don't don't I get it? Like, okay, I just love playing the game of baseball, but this is a hallmark moment. Like, this is it. You've earned this right. <laughs> You're going to make a million dollars. I mean, I. You know, I grew up in a blue collar family and, uh, you know, this is, you know, I, like I said, you told me not to say it, but I just love playing this game. So, but that's all I can say. So <laughs> no, you're making a million dollars. Anybody on this, anybody else, you guys, any of the play tests, you guys make a million dollars. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I have bonuses. plan on it. Download yeah. bonus. It's, it's in the works, Rob. You know how oh, much well-made Amish furniture you could buy with a million dollars? I know. Hey, we buy Amish furniture. It's good quality. Let I, me tell you. Science would suggest that a million dollars goes a lot further when you make your own furniture. So there you go. <laughs> but have you? What was the most extravagant thing? It's not like you like were working for minimum wage, so you've made money. But what was the what was the most extravagant thing you've ever bought with, you know, maybe it's like, you know, hey, I'm gonna treat myself. Anything? Um 
probably just to watch you know that's about it yeah really yeah saving it all for the charlie's college fund huh i am yeah i really am (laughs) no no, i know you are you're responsible you're a good dad you're a good husband you're you're a good for and for future future kids as well so oh oh is this breaking news no no no, it's not breaking news but 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 we definitely want more kids so all right right. yeah pressure (laughs) yeah yeah just applying the pressure yeah yeah, here's here's a here's a spoiler alert. If you want that to happen, don't shave your beard. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said I gotta it. look good for family pictures coming up though. Oh, so I gotta I gotta, I gotta, gotta schedule a barber this shop. Is, this is Maybe I'll do a goatee. I think. Oh well, really? Just leave the length and just shave the sides. So okay. that looks. You, you should know. put an elastic band in it. Oh no! No it. chance. You no know, chance. Braid. Like a brave, no, no, no. You should consider yourself lucky. I'm gonna put my face up close. This is like four weeks of not shaving. Like that's, that's not coming. To, that's coming in nice, Gordo. Is, is it? So, is it nice. Like, come on! I got nothing. I've got like a do, beard. Just do one of those uh, like Turkish uh, hair implants things. You know what I mean? Yeah, this is just do it on your face. Take it off your back and put it on your chin. Oh, yeah, there you go. (laughs) This is actually, we planned the podcast in advance. We were talking about uh, Turkish hair implants and Amish furniture. We were like, this is the way we want the show to go. So (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. This is all planned. I was going to have the agenda. I was going to say, I I didn't want to break this to you, but we are in negotiations for the Turkish hair implant um, company (laughs) to to sponsor this podcast. It's all all in the plan. You can now play the ad right now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow, you've come a long way in your podcast skills, you know? (laughs) And we're going to go to a commercial break. That'd be so awesome. The Turkish hair plant, the first picture is Gordo. It's like, this is before the Turkish hair plant. And then just a picture of John yeah. Schreiber on the other side. It's like, this is the same guy. <laughs> if you don't think that's happening, you're, you're sadly mistaken. Yeah. And you, see all those, you see all those videos where like people who got it on the top of their head, you know, it's like bleeding and swollen. Then you'll yeah. show a picture of him. And it's just whole face is like bleeding. <laughs> Very natural process. Just swollen. Yeah. <laughs> looks looks it sounds comfortable to do that gordo all of a sudden your lack of the lack of an ability to grow a beard has has led us to give you the image of a bleeding swollen face <laughs> Listen, i'll try anything let's go bring the blood <laughs> hey speaking of uh your your uh your experience of being on the radio and being on podcasts which by the way if nothing else, you're not only you, you, John set a record. You have become the only person in spring training, maybe in the history of baseball, who came up to the booth. I think it took you about what less than five minutes, right? Oh, yeah, like right after I pitched. You, so you pitched, yeah, and, and you, you're you like, how'd you fight. feel? I'm like, I feel great. You, you get the. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You lied. Uh, so, yeah, probably. You, 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 you closed out the game, and then five minutes later, you came up. I was doing the show up in the broadcast booth, and you came up and ran up to the broadcast booth. 
it wasn't like an on-field interview. No, you ran up to the broadcast booth, and I can appreciate this. This isn't an insult, but you you came up and you obviously you obviously hadn't hadn't showered. So there was a lot of flies in that. <laughs> yeah, we probably we probably could have just done a play by play, you know, just put a mic on. Well, I feel like <laughs> oh, that's a great idea. That's an excellent idea. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think I do. What I want to say is I appreciate it. Like nobody else would do that. Like that shows a commitment <laughs> to your craft. And I'm not talking about pitching. I'm talking about broadcasting. I'm talking about letting the fans inside what it because the adrenaline was coursing through your veins. If we put a heart rate monitor on you right then, it would be like yeah, one eight pouring out. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome. Anyway, so another thing that you have uh, routinely done. And I think uh, Sammy wanted to talk to you about this. Is your music? <laughs> your oh yeah. I just want to know what's the plan because last year was Mud Shovel, if I'm not mistaken. That was uh, what was last year's? Well, we 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 started. We we tried to do Mud Shovel, but I don't know what you did. I thought you did wow. War Pigs. Oh, I did War Pigs. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Either way. Great choices. I just wanted to see if we could get a sneak peek into what's uh, coming up for 2024. Cause those are oh, man bangers. I've been, uh, you know, I've been thinking about it already. I don't, it's either going to be war pigs again, or I'm going to, I got to find two more songs that I can, you know, choose between three. So, uh, um, you know, I posted something on Instagram the other day. Uh, I had beastie boys playing. So mm -hmm. maybe beastie boys. Um, and then probably find another rock song or something, old school rock song. Who was the best? Who we we tried to basically give you guys lead you to water, doing you and Zach and some others, Kenley, try to give you the the best walk in music. Who had the best of the bunch at the end uh, of the day for you guys? I think I did. For you sure. Did? All right. No, I don't know. I don't know. No, no. no that's I the mean, right answer. That's the right I, answer. I can't, I can't remember, you know, most of the songs, um, you know, because after a while, you know, it's 162 games. So it all just like you zone all uh, all that music out and crowd noise in and you're just focusing on the game. So, um, but yeah, I, I can't remember that's, who else that's had a really right. good one. Do you, do you like the lights or does it give you seizures? <laughs> The new lights. Yeah. Um, so there is a play that happened in a day game last season. Uh, it was a bunt and it was popped up straight to me and I was running towards it on the third baseline and I dropped it and nobody wanted to believe me that I got blinded by the light when I was looking up at the ball. So I was just praying that I could basket catch it and I just looked like an idiot. <laughs> I remember I remember so, that play. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, I was pretty upset about that because that was one of the easiest plays ever. And then I just went blind. So but that was because of the new school lights. If there was the old school lights, it wouldn't have happened. Right. Yeah. Right? I mean, I, <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But do you like but <laughs> we, I, 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 thought, mean, I thought, there's some but, plays that people lose the ball in the lights or the sun. So I, I mean, thought I you were gonna say one of those I thought you were going to say, and I was trying to remember that. So, like, I'm talking about, like, the flashing, the LED lights, the home runs and everything else. And so I, 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 thought, I, I like, thought you were talking about, like, the quality 
Well, that too. But no, that too. I mean, it's we have to paint the entire picture. But yeah, I mean, but I, I liked thought, it. The, I thought you were going to say like they the started end. flashing the lights when you went to change for the pop up. I'm like, I don't remember that. No, they they started doing that in AAA in like 21 or something. Or yeah, in 21, and I think Worcester had them, and I was like, what is going on? And it's just going. On. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. It's pretty cool as a fan, I have to say. I was a little skeptical at first, but the first time I saw it, it I think it was Kenley coming out for a save. Yeah. Pretty cool. pretty cool to see Fenway like that, especially when, like, for us, we've all been going to Fenway for, like, yeah. forever. They need good. Right. You need to You need to have, like, I, the one that springs to mind for me is Romano in Toronto. And I know mm-hmm. that there's Timmy Trumpets and the – but there has to be, like, you have to turn down the lights. You have to, like, have the whole thing. You should do it for every relief pitcher, but yeah, you got to create excitement, you know. Right, exactly, exactly, and that's what you do. That that you're you know, you're the part. Reliev- the relievers part. are people too. <laughs> that's why we. That's listen. That's why we have you on, because you're you're you're, <laughs> you're 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 because we you are representing. Like, uh, I know it's like I told you. It's like we're constantly in the gauntlet, man. Relievers are people too. We, we talked to Zach Kelly about this, how the like Red Sox hit a home run and they point to the dugout, but they never point to the bullpen. And Zach was saying <laughs> you guys feel left out sometimes and we're, we're, we're advocating for you. Yeah, sometimes. I mean, we're what, 400 feet away from everybody? It's, it's a new court. era. It's a new era. Hey, let me ask you this. What because this is all, we're contractually obligated since you throw a baseball and you play the yeah. major leagues. The pitch clock, okay? So, Matt Strom, if he was sitting in that seat right now, would give a very pointed opinion of this. Yeah. You know that because you play with him, right? <laughs> so, you don't, have to have the same, you don't have to have the same opinion, but <clears throat> I want your take. And I understand, like, like it's, for baseball, it's, it's easy to watch. Right, it's easier to watch. We 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 get past that. Right. But for the pitcher's perspective, whether it's you you work pretty quick anyway, so I don't think it's that. But injuries, you know, slowing down rallies. Like, what was your takeaway from it? Um, you know, I was fine with it last year, because um, like you said, I work pretty quick, so I'm used to you know getting the ball out of my hands, um, you know, every pitch in a timely manner. So um, that I don't think that was an issue for me. I think more so I think it becomes more of an issue for starters just because, you know, they're out there for five, six innings at a time, um, you know, but for me, it's like, you know, I'm trying to work quick out there and, um, you know, I'm only out there for one inning. So I'll be like, I'm going to have some energy out there, you know, starters fourth, fifth inning, you know, they start to get a little bit gassed. Um, yeah. So I think that pitch clock comes into effect. Um, <clears throat> but for me, I'm, I'm fine with it. Um, you know, I think it puts me at an advantage because, you know, I, I know how to work with it and, uh, you know, don't get frustrated with it. So. Yeah. And the, and the hitters, if I, I, this is a thing is that the hitters get on their heels, right? It works both ways. For a right. pitcher, if you're going bad, you want to walk around the mound, you aren't able to reel that in. And sometimes you know, we, we all learned some, you know, new ways to, you know, get some time. Um, 
Yeah, you throw so the ball. Whether, 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 whether that's you know throw a pitch, walk back to the mound, take a one or two breaths, then ask for a ball, then the clock starts. Um, you know, just certain things you can do extra just to buy you more more time out there. So I mean, yeah, there's going to be maybe one to th- one to five times maybe um, five is pushing it, but you know, one to five times maybe that you need to breather. Um, and usually as a reliever that comes, you know, when you're throwing 25 pitch inning. So, <laughs> but, and you're already struggling. So you obviously need a breath to settle down. So, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, again, I'm not a major league pitcher, so I don't know what it's like. It's going to surprise you, but it also, it also justifies, <laughs> it also justifies those stupid sprints you do in the backfields of spring training. You know, <laughs> I swear like you guys, these aren't getting any younger. So <laughs> I, I know, I mean, but, but so you guys do this, these sprints like constantly and pulling slat, like, like all this stuff in spring training, right? Constantly doing sprints. We gotta get ready. We gotta get I ready. I understand that, but you know what? Throw a baseball. Like it's just, it's, uh, you don't get yeah. in the best shape of your life for the season by not pulling sleds I mean, or running if, sprints. We've already established this. You're not you. All you have to do is maintain. You've reached full. <laughs> you reach full muscle capacity. All you're doing is maintaining now. So, guys, you have anything else? What's going on? Anything else? Rob, no. you're you're asking this guy to stare into the camera and say that he's in the best shape of his life, and now you're telling him not to run sprints and pull right. sleds because you don't want to ruin it. Like it's a cap. Do you, you, you're treating hey, me like this fitness cap. Hey, let me let me tell you a story. Everyone gather around. Let me tell you a story. <laughs> All right. Two thousand two thousand twelve. A guy named Andrew Bailey. You may have heard of him. Okay. Bobby Valentine and crew. All of a sudden, they want to do fitness tests. Now, John, you do fitness tests to measure things, right? Yeah. Right. But in this fitness test. They wanted him to do vertical jump. Like, why would you need as a pitcher to know what your vertical jump is? Do you do vertical jump? Yeah, sometimes. What's your vertical jump? For the, for the test. I don't know. I don't look yeah, at it. Yeah, so I'm going to say this. I'm, I'm, no, I'm always nervous to look at it. <laughs> here's, here's, well, here's, it probably says male peak performance. That's probably what it says. <laughs> it's, so this may be the first uh, one of the first things that they integrate and change because of this experience with Andrew Bailey, which was he did the vertical jump and he strained his lat. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny, but it's funny. Of course. No way. Like you're out, you can't pitch because you you strain your lat because you have to figure out like what your vertical jump is. That's the extreme example of what I'm talking about. So Gordo, put that in your pipe and smoke it. All right. All right. I got you, Rob. Pat, Pat, Pat this is, so Pat's our doctor here. Wouldn't the vertical jump be, you know, to test like pushing off of the mound, right? Yeah, you're probably better off doing like a lateral jump. Thank you. It's a power move. It's a one <laughs> one rep max. It's a power move. But I feel like for pitching, it's probably more applicable to a lateral bound or a lateral jump. Are you a doctor? Are you a doctor now, Pat? Pat, are you a so, doctor? Pretty much, yeah. So I wrapped classes uh, last week. So classes done forever. All set with that. Just got uh, clinicals, doctor in May. Are you going to be able to write a paper on John Schreiber, the man who's reached full muscle capacity and peak performance before spring training? Oh, yeah. I'm going to have like a 
research article, male peak performance. Uh, we're talking Amish beard, <laughs> best shape of life. It's going to honestly, it's probably just going to be John Schreiber's training regime and diet. Yep. Yeah. And we, we stress that out school. to the NBA, the NFL, the MLB, the NHL. And we just have a billion John Schreiber's out there. <laughs> how's your, It'd how's be great. It'd be awesome. This is the sports world would be a better place. I'll tell you that right now. How's your diet? That's the only thing. That's the only bridge we haven't crossed. It's been good. You know? All right. You know, baked chick baked chicken, diet. broccoli, and rice. All right. So which obviously is a natural segue. What do you do for Thanksgiving? Are you you strike me? Are you in Michigan? Yeah. Okay. I'm crushing on Thanksgiving. Okay. You, that right now. <laughs> you strike me as someone who has invested in a deep fried turkey thing. No, no. Never. I don't think I've had deep fried turkey. Okay. Hey, Rob. Right. Rob. What? Andrew Bailey's official. Just want to break that right now. Red Sox right. just announced it. Congratulations on your new pitching. Coach. Hey, so pitching now, John, you, Thank can, you. John, you can admit that Andrew Bailey has reached out to you. Yeah. <laughs> just now. It's been two <laughs> minutes. He hasn't reached out yet. What's going on? He wanted to make sure he reached out to me first. There you go. Yeah. Just wow. texted me, stretch those calves. We're doing lateral jumps. <laughs> He's been hired for literally two minutes. Doing he high jumps, no arms. You. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what what do you what are you doing at Thanksgiving? What's going on? Uh, just you know, going to my parents' house, going to uh, you know my wife's parents' house, um, just hanging out, having some good food, good family fun, all that. Are you are you dressing up, Charlie? Like um, turkey outfit or something? No, not a turkey, turkey outfit. One but he's he's probably going to be dressed up in like a sweater or something. All right, all right, guys, what are you doing? What's go? What's the power ranking of Thanksgiving food? Sammy, you first. So I'm I'm with my girlfriend's family this year, but generally my family, along with turkey, does steak, which I love. So not really a Thanksgiving food, but like. Nothing beats steak. That's the best food in the world. So I'm I'm going to not answer, and that's my answer, steak. I like how you think outside the box. And by the way, you're in Wisconsin, which yep. in my book, you're basically right next door to where John is right now in Michigan. So let it be said, let it be done. Yes. Uh, Pat, what do you got for power rankings for food? This is a controversial one. Throwing it out there right now. I think I could literally eat eight cans of cranberry sauce. Oh, get out of here! Why? No. Why is that easy? Like easy. I'm not a big turkey guy. Isn't that just like guy. cranberry jello? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, like the ocean spray and like the tin can. Oh man. Dude, when you it comes I'm, out of the can, the 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 ribbing of the can is still it ribs, and then it like jiggles, oh, and I just stab dude, a fork in it. Oh, oh. You got that's your what the? We need to talk. Yeah, that's, that's awful. That's tough, Pat. That's... <laughs> Thanks for the love, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, Is that how you build those straps? Just on cranberry. I'm I'm rethinking your education. Hey, he's Uh, the doctor, man. He's a doctor. That's just true. Maybe I gotta try ripping a page. What what are the nutrition facts of canned cranberry? Oh, you do not want to know that. (laughs) Grams of added sugar. Yeah, red forty. Yeah, red forty. Whatever's no in actual, ramen noodles. Yeah, no cranberry in it either. It's all <laughs> something yeah. else. Gordon, what do you got? 
I'm all about the sides. I don't like turkey. I just load yeah. my plate up with carbs. So I just go like mac and cheese and like oh. mashed potatoes. And like I'll throw some beans on there so I can like say I'm being healthy, but like that I'm really just going for the mac and cheese and mashed potatoes. Like mm. eat as if 90% of what I eat is that before dessert, like I'm doing my job. That'll put some hair on your chin, Gordo. You sure about that, Pat? It hasn't worked in the last 20 years I've done it. Well, that's only because you haven't had the Turkish hair replacement company come in and sponsor you. So yeah, that's true. The uh, In the words of Will Ferrell's brother in Step Brothers, I haven't had a carb in five years. So. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I that sounds terrible. I know. I know. It's, you know, it's what it is. It is what it is. All right, Joe, you've been very you're gracious with your time. You're one of our favorites. Um, you're representing your your craft quite well. Um, I'm glad to hear that everybody's well in your family, that you're that you're at peak physical condition. You've just gotten Red Sox fans very exciting. Yeah. You're about to you're about to make a million dollars. So all of it, boom, there it is. Everything's coming up, Schreiber. Everything's coming up eight mile. Are you gonna That's right. Can we? I mean, we no, with, with Joe, like when he does the Johnny Leverage thing. Come on, hey, that's on you, man. That's you know. You you literally have said to his face that you'd rather be called Eight Mile than Johnny Leverage. Well, you're, you're too nice, though. I've you're, done my job. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Right. Well, listen, that's all right. Joe can have his has his time. We we are are going with Eight Mile, and we can't wait to see you. In spring training, if not before. Actually, we'll see you at winter weekend, right? Winter weekend, correct? Oh, that's right. Yeah, oh, that's and I'll be, uh, I'll probably be in Fort Myers, uh, you know, mid January. So Ooh. if you're down there, yeah. Ooh, our, well, winter weekend, we put all these guys in one room. It's kind of like Big Brother, and yeah, and Gordo is so happy. He's like, you talk about, you want to know what the what the Red Sox fandom is like? Just happy to be there. Gordo was thanking me for putting him in a room that his head was near an electrical outlet. So. <laughs> I was sleeping on the floor. It was a nice thin carpet, but my head was near an outlet so I could use my phone at 2.30 a.m. <laughs> could have been worse. Could have been worse, Gordo. <laughs> yeah. I have yet to have. Ooh. Oh, I have that... yet Go ahead. to have a normal experience in anything Red Sox related with any. But the first time me, Gordo, and Sammy met in person was winter weekend. So, hey, nice to meet you. So who's got the floor? Like, it was one bed, four, four of us in a room. And then in Cooperstown, I was with Rob. And Rob pulls in the driveway with his very nice wife. And I walk up the driveway, you know, first time meeting Rob, bring him in the house. Hey, Coop, how's it going? I was like, yeah, yeah all right. And I just went along with it. I was like, it's going good. I just escorted them in. <laughs> hey, so speaking of which, the last thing is, is speaking of winter weekend, Sammy, you have you. I want you to tell John Schreiber, uh, John, like, do you drink? Uh, not too much. Okay, that's you okay. Know, okay, okay occasionally, maybe. But, hey, okay, uh, okay. Uh, I'm not saying like the just you know it's fine, but we had when we talk about Red Sox legends and advice we get from Red Sox legends in our world, there's really only one example, and I'm gonna let Sammy tell it. He found it out from one of the Red Sox legends at winter weekend. Go ahead, Sammy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll make it quick. Cause this is incredibly embarrassing, but I'm not a, I'm also not a big drinker, but winter weekend came around and you know, I was like, why not? 
long night, much longer morning, was not feeling well. In fact, I felt awful. I almost didn't come to the morning segment. Uh, and then you get to meet uh, one current player and one legend. So I don't know who I'm meeting. I walk into the room. I see Tanner Houck. I'm like, oh, cool. <clears throat> don't puke. Feeling like crap. Meet Tanner Houck. And then my legend is Wade Boggs. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is perfect. <laughs> like, I can, I can turn this negative into a positive as I'm, like, chugging Gatorade. And so I asked him quietly because there were children around. I was like, Wade, <clears throat> I had a really long night last night. I feel like you're either the best or worst person to ask this, but like, how do you recover? And he kind of chuckles, looks around, and he goes, scrambled eggs and chocolate milk. And that was it. I got the <laughs> scrambled eggs and chocolate cake. milk. So I got the 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 greatest beer drinker of all time gave me his personal hangover cure. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go a, a little easier uh, this year, but a good memory, uh, although embarrassing, from uh, my first winter weekend. So there you go. <laughs> that sounds like a bad combo, chocolate milk and scrambled yes. eggs. That's a little worse. You know, what, not- you know what? Uh, the combination of steak and, and 18 cans of cranberry sauce at, at, uh, at, at Thanksgiving isn't a good combo either, but it's effective. So there you go. <laughs> There you go. Hey, I, I appreciate your time. It's always a blast. Yeah, no problem. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.